I'm Libby Winningham, or Liv. My pronouns are they, them. And I'm Bryce Winningham, and my pronouns are he, him. And, and we're, we're the, the Queerious Twins. Twins. Join our conversations weekly as we discuss a variety of topics that range from being gay in a small conservative town to sharing tips on how to live a life of freedom and true happiness. And while there's plenty of serious topics, there's also some fun banter, plenty of funny stories, and uh, some embarrassing things we'll be sharing. sharing. (laughs) Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the episodes. Guys, welcome back. We've skipped a couple weeks because... Schedules and... um... Schedules and frankly, we just didn't feel like recording (laughs) part of the time. Or, like, if I wanted to record an episode, Bryce was having an off day and vice versa, and we feel like it's just best when we're kind of both, like, in the right headspace. Although I wouldn't say that both of us are in the best headspace today. That's true. Actually, no, today's been a shit day. But I was so... Something happened today that got me so worked up and just um, really heated kind of gave us an idea for it ki- yeah it kind topic. of um inspired this episode which we were going to talk about something completely different and we will get into that next week or whenever we feel like recording the next episode but do you want to what is today's topic so today's topic let me make sure this is recording oh wait, wait it's recording okay um today's topic is prejudice in the workplace yeah and so, prejudice is defined, and this is just a Merriam-Webster <laughs> definition. It's, it's a preconceived opinion or notion that is not based on reason or experience. And like we said, today's episode was inspired by an experience that Libby dealt with today at work. And um, did you want to start with that and then we kind of build on that or how did you want to oh we can start with that okay yeah i will not i've already ranted to two of the most important people in my life (laughs) so i will not go on a rant because i don't feel like that's i think you can kind of share with i can share and then i can ask questions or kind of i can share um so i went into work today And it was a totally normal day. I got there at like 6.30. I work at a bakery, so um, early mornings. And so my boss, I won't go very heavy into what... Anyways, I've known this person, the lady I work for, for probably like 12 years. And, and so I kind of know her beliefs and her background... And I know that we've never meshed. Like, we don't... We try not to talk about politics, because it's very... um, You guys are completely... Completely... Different ends of the spectrum. Very different. She knows that I'm queer. She doesn't know I identify as non-binary. I would never share that with her, because I just don't feel like it's worth my time. And it would honestly just be a waste of my time and energy to even explain it to someone that would never even be able to comprehend that. Oh, I guess I should tell them that I came out to mom this week 
This is a side note, <laughs> but a lot It was of, not the coming out story that you wanted. A lot has happened this week. I ended up telling my mom, because I thought it was important. I, when I, I moved back into the house and I see her every day that I identify as non-binary and the way it went, <laughs> um, she, it was totally swept under the rug as if I had ne never said anything, which is kind of what I expected. And I don't know why I had such high expectations for her to react in a more positive way, but it came across as um, <laughs> definitely a lot different than I expected. Well, it was almost like she was indifferent but it, i know that's not true no it wasn't you actually didn't you share a screenshot with me i did share a screenshot oh you sent me a video i sent because i was screen recording why don't you just pull it up and kind of like give that. them an idea of her reaction okay it was anyways i don't think we have to go too heavy into this because it wasn't really it's not today's subject but so it was you had said something like, um, blah, blah, blah. You'd, you'd shared it with her and you said, that's why I don't necessarily feel comfortable in our home environment. Right. I, I basically told her I'm not there a lot and I prefer to go see Maddie, my girlfriend and her family, just because I feel more accepted and seen like besides Bryce I think Maddie sees me the most as a person and you know I don't need or ne necessarily want um, validation and acceptance from my parents but what kid doesn't want that from their parents and it's not necessarily that I, I know I'll never change her I guess I just want her to listen to why yeah. and <clears throat> well so you know she claims unconditional love and I believe that's true but unconditional respect may, may be a different thing I think so I think love and respect are two different things I mean they go hand in hand somewhat but I mean right isn't that yeah I agree with that can you respect somebody but not love them? No, I don't think that's true. Yes, you can. I can respect someone without loving them. Oh, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. <laughs> Sorry, my brain is all... Well, let's see. You had said, and this is what you texted mom, I've been wanting to tell you for a while, but I don't identify as a girl. I identify as non-binary. Whoops, hang on. <laughs> Just lost it. Mainly because my mom is... Um, I love you and dad both, and I know you won't be able to understand, but I needed to tell you that. And yes, I'd like to do a spring trip with you. And all she said was, good, we will have a good time. Yes. Smiley face. She didn't. <laughs> she acknowledged that I wanted to go on a trip with her, which I don't. I lied to the poor woman. I don't think I could handle my mother for more than a day um, on a trip. I mean, that sounds so horrible, but that's just how I feel. Well, if you didn't have a buffer, like another person... Right. Yeah, if it was just the two of us, I don't think I could do that. Uh, I think I'm, I was so, I eventually had to tell her because I was so triggered that um, she always comes and gives me a hug and she says, oh, you'll always be like my sweet girl. 
very adamant and I don't know that's because she sees me presenting so differently especially in the past like six months maybe it's like a reminder it's a reminder that she basically wants me to know that I'll never be I'll never not be her daughter or her little girl exactly so that was a, a huge thing I think that's what had kind of triggered me last week for us not to do an episode because I was too... Well, I think what I had brought up at the time was if you don't want her to, you know, call you her little girl or her daughter, what could be an alternative? Well, like my... I don't know. My um, child, but... My child. (laughs) That sounds... My child. It's creepy. I don't like that. Um, you You can acknowledge me. Just use my name. I don't know why you can't use somebody's name or your kid's name Libby yes (laughs) yeah or like they can refer me if they're talking to friends of theirs they can say oh my our oldest because I'm oldest by seven minutes yeah but that doesn't you know anyways um so well here's personally when I relay a story about you to people who may not understand I'll still refer to you as my twin sister. Or sometimes I'll say twin and sometimes... So what would I... Just my like, sibling. My sibling, my twin. My twin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes like I introduce myself to one of my younger brother's friends the other day. He's an older guy. It's kind of an interesting friendship they have. But anyways, I knew I didn't have the time to explain, nor was I ever going to see this person again probably so I introduced myself as court sister because mm-hmm. I'm not going to just be like hey sometimes it doesn't feel worth it to try to it, it doesn't yeah. and and because I think court still sees me as his sister mm-hmm. I'm not sure he's still getting used to everything and yeah I'm still getting used to using my like the pro sound, the pronouns that I prefer mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, it was. I was just texting Maddie today, asking her for some of the pictures that we had taken on her phone, and um, I said she or uh, she's, and then I'm like, no, 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 they're <laughs> like they are, um, and uh, yeah, she's always she's always quick to remind me if I make the mistake. Oh, I love that about Maddie. Yeah, she and, always comes to me, and my... I'm always like, oh shoot, she's like, oh don't worry. Got this. She's always so encouraging and sweet about it. I know. But you can tell she's very, um, it's very important to her that people use your correct pronouns. And, and the other day she told me, she said, you know, on our first date, because I was still using, when I met Maddie, I was still using she, they. I said, oh, my pronouns are she, they. Like, I don't care if someone refers me to she, her, but I, like, I also like they, them. And she told me the other day, she's like, you know, whenever you told me that, I just, I just, it didn't feel right. Like, I mm-hmm. never, like, it didn't, like never it, felt right calling you my girlfriend. It wasn't the complete For the first, I think, me. two weeks of our relationship, she would um, introduce me to her family as her girlfriend. And it, it never felt right. Mm-hmm. But I also, and then eventually realized that, hmm, I don't like that. I prefer partner. And I wish there was another uh, way to describe myself like mm-hmm. when Maddie entered like I don't mind partner it's it but it's such a wide 
term. I think a lot of... Because it can be, like, biz- oh, like business partner mm-hmm. or, you know? I sometimes associate it with even marriage, mm. like a, a queer marriage. Mm-hmm. This is my partner. But when I think about it, and I was, and I think about my boyfriend, I think of us as partners. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, that was a little... That was a long tangent, but I feel like there was so much to catch up on. Yeah. I had forgotten the significance. I think because mom downplayed it, it felt less significant. It felt a lot less significant. Yeah. It wasn't one of those things that I sat her down. I just wanted her to like have some sort of reaction or emotion. The fact that she just completely, I guess, ignored it kind of speaks volumes. (laughs) Don't worry. It's okay because she's going to pray about it. Okay, everything's going to be fine. You are jaded. (laughs) (laughs) Oi. All right, well, should we get back to today's topic? Yes, yeah. So, back to today's topic, prejudice in the workplace. You began sharing about your experience today, and I I think you should just kind of give them some, you gave them some background. You've been work or you've known your boss for 12 years not in a professional capacity, but more of a... More of, like... Personal. Personal. Yes. Okay, so I know that... I See, I already knew what she believed or believes. We've had discussions before. And I don't even know what triggered today's thing. <laughs> Honestly... Were I, you hungry when it's began? I was very hangry. <laughs> oh, God. I hadn't eaten since, like, yesterday in, like the late afternoon and if I don't get my breakfast then like things can just turn real ugly really fast and so I think I was already automatically kind of like upset about Mm -hmm. things um long story short we got into the discussion of homosexuality and also religion and I won't go into the whole conversation but anyways it turned out to be probably over a two-hour argument where I was just getting maybe not so much an argument as it was a debate but I felt like I was defending myself the whole time and my identity and I think she said she was defending her faith and what she believes and she's I believe that everybody is entitled to their own opinions so long as it doesn't hurt other people okay mm-hmm. and I guess my problem and I won't say this for all Christians I do think there are some more progressive Christians that like just love everybody equally and they don't think that being gay is a sin but this is what really triggered me I was talking to my boss And I said, okay, like, you think being gay is a sin, correct? She said, correct. I said, okay, so in the Christian, like, how I grew up, we were taught that every sin is the same. Like, every sin is equal, which that's another discussion. But I said, okay, so, like, you think being gay is a sin. Did you, wait, did you ask her if she believes that all sins are equal? Yeah. Okay. She said, yes, she does. So I said, okay, so say you're saying that being gay is a sin and murder is also a sin, right? 
She said, yes. I said, okay, so basically, if all sin is the same, is homosexuality the same as going out and killing somebody? Is that, the, is that equal to each other? And the, the question was just dodged. She said, well, like, I think that being gay is the same as, like, if my son goes out and steals something from the store. And then she's like, but I also think, like, my, if my son steals something from the store, it's also equal to someone going out and killing somebody. And I got very adamant that I want you to tell me and look at me and say that you think being gay is the same as going out and murdering somebody is murder. And she said, yes, Livy, I do. Hmm. So I well, with that- pretty much just got compared to like a murderer, which well, okay, was so if very you, traumatic. If you and- use that logic that all sins are equal... That would mean that if she, you know, went home and told a white lie to her kids or her husband, she would be no better than a murderer or someone who practiced homosexuality. Right. So... She says it's the same. Yeah, so I guess the difference would be that she believes she repents of her sins and that she's forgiven as opposed to someone who is practicing homosexuality that doesn't repent but here's my thing I made a point that like I think we know we don't believe I don't believe in God I don't believe in the Bible Mm -hmm. but I know right from wrong and I think that a sin to Christians like why don't they just think that sins are some it's harming somebody else so Stealing from somebody, you're harming or hurting the person you're stealing from. You're taking something that's theirs that they might need. Going out and killing somebody, you're taking that person's life. But how can two people loving each other equal a sin? They're not Mm -hmm. harming anybody. And that's what I don't get. Well, that's the difference between homosexuality and something else like stealing or murder. Stealing and murder are selfish acts exactly while you're not and you're taking like you said taking something from someone else homosexuality is unless you're you're molesting or raping someone which is not what homosexuality is that's rape or molestation like you said it's just two people it's just two people with the same attraction loving each other and I don't know how Christians can look you in the eye and tell you that's a sin. When Mm. it's like... Well, if God made love, then what's the... uh, Where does that end? You know, I mean, is is it just for heterosexual people? Or, you know, there's no parameters, really. Right. And it's just like, but the thing is, talking to somebody that you know won't change their beliefs, it, the whole time I was arguing and making my case, and we went way deeper into religion, which we, that has nothing to do with like today's topic, but when you're talking to somebody that's listen, like not even listening, they're not hearing you, they're listening so they can respond with something, it's like talking to a brick wall. It is. I felt like I was talking to a brick wall earlier 
Well, didn't you mention that she was kind of contradicting herself? Oh, the whole entire time. I mean, it got to the point that I was like, Bryce would love to hear this conversation. So I took out my phone and I secretly recorded our conversation. I'm like, I need somebody to hear this that maybe, I don't know, am I overreacting? But also, okay. At the same time, like I said earlier, you could have avoided this right. difficult discussion. But you you continue to ask her for her thoughts and her opinions. I think because I... I think you just wanted her to say it. I wanted her to admit to me that that's how she thinks. Yeah. And I, I have such difficulty with separating my personal life with work life because I do spend a lot of my time I see her more than I see anybody else in my life which is just exhausting and because and I want to I want to also say that we don't think she's a bad person I don't think she's a bad person she's a sweet generous uh, you know she's a good boss and I'm not trying to um it's, it's hard for me because I've, I have such mixed feelings because I do care about her. I, I care about her business. Mm-hmm. But also, it hurts me deep down, like, really hurts me that she thinks that, you quote unquote, truth. what she says, my lifestyle, like, me living my truth is the same sin in her eyes as somebody like going up to you and killing you like it's in her eyes it's the same mm. and that hurts me well it's the me. same regarding sin in sin in general right but I just don't know how somebody can and she's I know she like cares for me she said if I ever needed her if I was ever in yeah like she's jam, extremely loyal she yeah she would be there for me I believe that but it's just, I told her, if I have to deal with this at home, and I go to work, and I also have to deal with it at work, it just gets to the point that there's nowhere I can feel like I can be my authentic self without having to defend myself. You know what I just thought about? I think maybe you were kind of... And I'm not trying to therapize you. <laughs> it's just... Oh, boy. I think you're trying... You were kind of projecting your own frustration from your lack of like discussion with mom and you ended up just projecting that throw anybody under the bus here we'll keep it anonymous but you're saying that I was projecting my lack of conversation that I had yeah because at least and you know acts as though Nothing's out of the ordinary. Right. I guess I'm just... I feel very tired because I've... I've explained... I've relayed this message or this conversation to three people in my life today. And I guess I'm just stuck with feeling like... I'm already... First of all, I'm already in a small town that... Well, when you... Here's how I kind of look at it. If you're dealing with people who were either raised in religion or live in an an environment that's hyper-religious, you got to consider the fact that they're going to have 
a pretty unified perspective on what sin in specifically homosexuality is. And unless someone in their life changes their minds, they're going to stick to it, you know? I just, I guess I don't understand it because two people she cares about in her life are queer and if it's taking you, I mean, if you haven't changed in the past four years, you haven't changed your stance on it, then I don't think you ever will, frankly. And I guess I have a problem with people that can't see other people's points of view. Yeah. Well, I think, like we said earlier, it's people fear what they don't understand. And at the same time, you had talked about that she said that she'd rather be safe knowing that she's denouncing something that says that the Bible claims is wrong rather than support it and suffer the consequences later. No, I don't I don't think she was saying she would if she thought that was okay that she would suffer the consequences for it later. That's a whole other discussion. I well, that's think. what she was saying because you had said she said I'd rather be safe than sorry. For her faith in general, like that's why she believes in it. Cuz she's just covering oh. herself. That's not pertaining to Oh, okay. homosexuality. But I believe I see I have jumped around to many different jobs because I believe that if you don't feel if it's a toxic work environment where you feel mentally physically and emotionally drained then you just need to find a new job and I'm not saying I'm going to go out and find a new job because I had a difficult discussion but I do have to think about my mental health and well is the does the reward of your job outweigh the, the impact yeah, that it has on your mental health. Exactly. Because I, I don't know. When I go home, I have to retreat to my room yeah. if I want. Um, I feel like a, a safe space. Mm-hmm. But for a while, I, I used to have jobs that I would escape to to avoid... I, for a while, used work to mm-hmm. escape um, life outside of work, to avoid conflicts or this and that. And I guess I just desire a workplace I can go to and not feel looked at differently, I guess. Mm-hmm. But that triggered, I came home and I told Bryce about it, and I forgot that he's also dealt with things in his different workplaces Mm -hmm. that is just like I remember some stories you used to tell me about Mm. and I think the reason I was able to accept it more easily is that I just chalked it up to ignorance you know and and that can come across as I guess petty but Mm. I mean I don't believe these people are bad I don't think that they're malicious I just think that they're they believe what they're doing is right and I don't believe that to be true so but then either but then you can go to the extreme if they think what they're doing is right then you can also say um terrorists that think they're killing people mm-hmm. for the sake of their religion is okay because quote unquote they're just ignorant 
Mm. So you're excusing their behavior because they're ignorant. Are you also going to excuse behavior? Yeah, but is of the less extreme. I'm not compare. I'm not comparing. Yeah, I was about to Christians say to terrorists. I'm not, but I'm saying in your mind, like it's okay for them to think that way towards us and say these things to us because they're just ignorant. You're saying where do and we they, draw the line? Where do we draw the line exactly? I don't know, and I don't think I'm the judge of that. Um, but I don't believe that personal beliefs, like you said, should influence or or hurt other people. And you can you can have beliefs that differ from someone else, but it doesn't mean that you get to treat them with any less respect than she- someone else who shares. That's the thing. She does not treat me with any less respect. But in my own mind, I can't help but be stuck on the words that, like, I... My quote-unquote sin and my lifestyle... I think you're probably overanalyzing that. Maybe so. Because Maybe it, so, but Because with that logic, my point her is, little white lie, she would... Right, right, right. would be equal to a murder But my well. point is that... It's not a sin, and, like, I don't understand why they think it is a sin. And mm. that that's just what... That's what bothers me. Is I want to go to, a, like, a workplace that I can be my true self. And my boss that I spend, like, eight hours a day with mm-hmm. is not thinking that my, quote-unquote, lifestyle is a sin. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I, I think I... it's fine that people have different opinions. Mm-hmm. My problem is when your opinion and your beliefs are looking down upon somebody or... I think it's also... Um, it it has to so do dry. with how you... <clears throat> like, if you value other people's opinions. Do you value her opinion? That's tough. I respect her own opinion, but I'm not going to value something that degrades me as a person. I can't. I'm not going to. So you can respect her. I respect her as a person. Share with her. I respect that she has the right to her own opinion. And we can talk about this openly, but I don't value her opinion. Yeah, so if you don't, you can just negate what she says. I mean, brush it off. But that's. I, I guess I'm different. I can't go to a workplace every day and just be like, oh, well, she's just ignorant and and just throw it aside. Because I guess my personality type well, and my... Well, like she... Like, listen, like, so so how she overlooks what she considers a flaw of yours, your sexuality, your gender identity, can you look over her... I feel like you're playing devil's advocate instead of being on my side. I'm just, I'm... I don't like it. <laughs> well, I'm just asking you hard questions. I mean... But why? Are, are you opposed to me? Are you thinking... No, I'm not opposed to you at all. I'm your number one supporter. Okay. Because just... it feels like you're attacking me right now. I don't like it. No, I'm, that's not my intent at all. I, I'm simply trying to, you know, see things from her perspective. Like... Like we said, she's not a bad person. She's not a bad person. And I... Alright, so let's... 
let's pause it right now and let's look at, okay, you eventually had to cut that one coworker out of your life yeah. at your old job so, because it was toxic. Right. But you could, I could say, oh, you don't, you don't just like throw it aside and just. I mean, I did for five years. Right. But you eventually had to say it's an, it's too much on your mental health. You had yeah. to do something about it. That's well, the it was, same thing. It was time to move on. And instead of retaining a friendship that wasn't really offering me anything but doubts about myself, I chose to end it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. you eventually... But you work with this person. Right. Um, you also worked with your person. Yeah. But the difference was... So how's it different? I was ready to move on. Once you're ready to move on from this job, you're probably going to fade your relationship out with her, right? Most likely. Right. So... But while you're working with her, it's good to, yes, recognize that you two see things differently and that you can respect those differences and respect each other as people while simultaneously, you know, mm-hmm. viewing things, having different perspectives, right? Okay. So. I think I'm just like. Hear the conversation away from politics. Oh, boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Sexuality, you know, just... I'm not in a financial spot. I told told Bryce this today. I said to you, if I was in the financial spot to quit my job today, I probably would have. But you Mm. know what? I'm not, and that's life. Yeah. Because sometimes I'm going to have to put up with this for a little while. I mean, if that's the worst you deal with... I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying that I'm being... She doesn't treat me different. She doesn't... She's not threatening your job. No, not not at all. But I just want... I guess I don't understand how people can believe it's a sin. I just... I don't understand it. And she's not... I wouldn't call her homophobic. No, if she was homophobic, she wouldn't even... I don't think she would treat you as well as she does. No. With the, and you know, she does treat me well. She does. She treats you with love. and Or or her other But it friend. was still a frustrating conversation. Oh, I, I got so heated and, and just, like, upset. But do you think a part of that... A part of the reason you got upset was because you don't feel accepted at home? And because well, I don't. I just you were hungry. The only time I don't. <laughs> we're not gonna place this on hunger. Because this is how I would have reacted. In any situation, mm-hmm. when you have to defend yourself, like it's ex- Bryce. It's exhausting. Oh no! Look, trust me, I've been there. It's fucking exhausting. Yeah, it's draining. When we walked through Blowing Rock yesterday, the amount of stairs that we got. Mm-hmm. It's just like. The amount of stairs I get when I go into a bathroom. So, like, I just want a space. I just want a fucking space that I can go to. Yeah, and I think that's why it's important to have... Um, and I don't have a, a community. System. A community, yeah. I don't have a community that I can go to. I have you, and I have Maddie. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's enough for me, I guess. But I wish I had, like, a queer community... That I could go to and feel like I can be my authentic self. 
Because well, going to the store, I don't even like to go to the store by myself in some of the, the places around here because the amount of just, um, you can, it's like the atmosphere. It just has a very like mm -hmm. bad feeling about it. Mm -hmm. And I pick up on lots of vibes yeah. and people in general. And I mean, whenever I've started at a job, I've always been very wary about who I open up to. And I've always been the one to listen, but not to share much. Mm -hmm. Simply because I didn't want to have to deal with the fallout. Because living, working in a small town, you know, the majority of the population considers themselves religious or Christian. And if they don't know anything otherwise, that's simply what they're going to believe. And so... Yeah, I would, I would, you know, play the straight character. I wouldn't share details of my life, you know, unless it was related to family or you know, something that I had read. But, you know, personally, relationships, it was always off the table. And that was just because I never felt comfortable or as though I would be accepted. You know, and I was afraid that I would, I guess, ruin my reputation. That was obviously not how I feel presently because I've I've understood that the opinions of others don't dictate don't dictate how I view or value myself right but I also think that it's important to have a space yeah oh 100% that you feel like it's okay to open up yeah it. and I think so that's... let's let's talk about your experience so I actually have had a couple <laughs> Several, actually. Um, so there was in Florida, working with our uncle. Um, mm. Let's go deep into that. So my uncle had a very... Um, I don't even know how you would describe his past. How would you describe Really troubled past. Um, he was... Prison for how many years? He was in prison, in and out of prison. Um, I can remember one day he... he had a construction company and I, I worked for him for a summer and I can remember him relaying uh, a story to me about how he was on the run from the cops and one of the cops shot him in the arm I think <laughs> and he just kept running and like you know F you whatever and um, yeah really really fascinating stories and now he's what he considers reformed and he's all these extreme views have turned religious. Oh my god. So, so about as religious as you can get, he's he emulates that. Yeah. Um so you know, I was obviously very careful with what I said and and what I relayed about my personal life simply because you know, we would see someone who presented a man who presented maybe more flamboyantly or more femininely and he would make these remarks about how Satan can't wait to have him oh and, my God. and the tortures that await him and um yeah or that's <laughs> fucking psycho and it's it's just something you gotta get used to because but it's just it doesn't excuse behavior no it I'm doesn't excuse behavior but then again what can you say that's going to 
change the views of someone who is that extreme. That far gone. Basically, they're <laughs> that far gone. <laughs> that far gone. That, that far down, you know, the rabbit hole. Um, that was one experience. Another was... So he would see a gay person and just tell you, like, oh they're definitely going to hell but it wouldn't be even be that it would be more extreme like i mean he would just say these things and it would it would really shock me because god is about love right i mean wouldn't you want to as a christian you'd think that he'd want to support this person and try to guide them but no it was just they're you know going we'll to love them for who they are but no, because no. I remember him saying, oh, if I get, like, sat at a table and, like, a gay person is my waiter. Serving me, I'll move. So I'll move. Yeah. And I've, I honestly have never met someone more homophobic than him. Yeah, I think that's true. And that's, because I remember he came, he came a couple months ago, and I didn't know he was visiting. Right. And I came home, and there he was, and he literally stood there for a solid, like... 15 seconds before like walking towards me and he just stared at me from head to toe Mm -hmm. with this and maybe I'm reading too far into his stare but he looked like he was just disgusted yeah I mean mean, that may be true normally I would and maybe he was just shocked because the last time I saw him I was presenting way less than that but okay so he was you worked with him for how long? I worked with him for seven months, I think. Oof. Um, uh, you, you held out for a long time. I would have quit on the first yeah. day. <laughs> and honestly, that was around the time that my health was starting to get bad as well. And so he would call me a sissy when I wouldn't be able to make it through the end of the day. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, that just kind of gives you an idea. of. <laughs> that's a very toxic of, environment. Right, yeah, that's... That's certainly what I would consider toxicity in the workplace, prejudice. But um, the thing was, he did he didn't know that I was gay, thankfully, because um, I'm pretty sure he would have ended our. <laughs> he would have ended everything. Yeah. He would have fired you on the spot, probably. Oh, oh yeah. Um, the next experience that I had was at a local movie theater in in our small town, downtown, and one of the co-owners, so this is, I don't know how they ended up even working together, but Mm -hmm. one owner was gay, atheist, and the other was straight, homophobic, hyper-religious, and there was just a running joke about the gay owner, mm-hmm. you know, that everyone would mention stuff and snicker when he would walk in or, and it was just, it was unpleasant because you could tell the toll that it took on him that he didn't, would they, would they say he didn't that have the him? respect of his subordinates, Yeah, you know, and yeah, it was that. And then there was some girl who was, um, she was bisexual and she didn't hide it Mm. and when she wasn't there everyone would talk about her and not in a positive way and it was it was awful and sad 
and it just made me realize how careful I had to be if I wanted to, you know, enjoy my time there. Right. And this experience after that was I worked at a small health food store as the produce manager and the owners were atheist but everyone employed was very religious and there would be times that some of the employees would bring religion into a topic and around the customers and there would be customers who would you know write on our Facebook page I've never heard such um, hate or bias because the, the, my coworkers would speak loudly like openly about their displeasure with you know the Black Lives Matter movement or oh my God. Pride Month Pride Parades and they didn't view what they were doing as wrong but you can understand why it would be insulting or hurtful to well, yeah. someone with differing beliefs so there were you know countless times that my, my boss would come to them and say you have to keep if you're talking about religion or anything that can be misconstrued as hateful, you need to not talk about it on the floor, you know? Right. And they they thought it was, like, religious oppression or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> of course. Like, they were the victims, right? Of course, because... <laughs> so, I had come out to a couple of them, and they were always telling me that they were praying for me. And that they were, they knew a girl was going to come along and and provide me with everything that I needed. Oh my God! <laughs> so I would just kind of they're like Bruce, I would say just wait. you know thank you thank you you know for your love and support because that's what they they thought it was love but and support. But it's not it's not love and support, and they need to know that. But they they think that they were doing me a favor by praying for me, mm. you know. So while it's it's demeaning and it's very demeaning insulting it's they viewed what they were doing as right and so i can't i don't know i feel like i can't fault them for that <laughs> you and i are very different people <laughs> we are very different people i think that's what makes us work though mm, does it though yeah yin and yeah, yang you're my womb <laughs> we'll always be attached from the womb <laughs> Oh, God. I wouldn't describe it as that. <laughs> Our souls are connected on souls some connected, sort of level. Even though you killed me. Aren't you glad we aren't twins that, like, we're, um, like, physically connected? Isn't that a thing? Oh, um, yes, I forget the, the term. That would be very, um... Well, I, I've only seen it with identical twins. I've never seen okay. it with a male and female. Yeah. I don't know how that would work. That would be... Oh, God. But... Oi... Yeah, so now that I'm, you know, self-employed, the only thing I worry about is when I'm taking on clients, some of them are very religious. and really? Yeah, oh yeah. And so they'll, they'll bring that up into the conversation, and I have to be respectful, you know, of it. And they'll think, you know, if I, if I pray, God will give me strength to follow, you know, to improve my health. And I think to myself, you know, sure, if that's, if that gets you to be consistent but it's it's going to take you recognizing that 
it'll take effort on your part. Right. Not God, you know? Mm, that's another discussion. So, yeah. So, it's it's been better since I've been self-employed, obviously. Um, so, on yeah. one... It's just interesting how we both deal with things. Because, for me, I am not someone that can just ignore that stuff. I'm not. Mm-hmm. That's my personality type, I guess. And... Well, what I'm did not you read? Normally, what did you read in that book, The Four Agreements? Don't take things personally. Personally, and it's so hard when it's your, when it's not something little like. When it's she, your identity, it's not like I guess. she was insulting like my outfit. Because frankly, I don't care if you insult my outfit. If it's something I like, I, I will know wear I it. I look good. <laughs> <laughs> it's different when it's your identity. Yeah. You know, it's different <clears throat> if someone judges my my artwork. I don't, I'm not going to take it personally because that's just mm-hmm. not their style of art. It's different when they tell me that my, There's what I'm doing is a sin. Yeah. Oh, and this is rich. Okay, so this is part, I was venting to the lady that came in after my boss left. And she, she's an older woman. And honest to God, I, I truly... I like her. She's a nice woman. I can remember you used to complain about her. Oh, gosh. We used to have the worst um, co-worker, like, relationship. Like, mm-hmm. we butted heads all the time. She's in her 70s. But, anyways, I was telling her my frustrations today. And mm-hmm. she, she, you could tell, she said, okay, Libby, I'm not trying to compare the two or say they're the same thing. But she's like... I believe people are born gay. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, good. She's like, yeah, I think some, I think God, if God can create, this is literally what she said, and I might not be quoting it exactly word for word, but she said, I think God, if God creates, like, people with Down syndrome, why couldn't he create gay so people? Like, I'm like, are you comparing? So, like, homosexuality is a defect essentially that's what i was wondering she's like no that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying i don't know how else to word it i've actually thought of something similar because you know obviously humans have had to procreate to continue the race as we've evolved and for those who aren't sexually attracted to the opposite gender does that mean that there there is a defect uh no i'm just i'm just i'm just now Are I'm you playing, playing devil's, devil's advocate? advocate. Okay, you I, have to tell me that because I'm just, for I'm just, a second well, there, I'm just I question, thought you I'm were... I'm just questioning and... Okay. You know, it's, I thought you were it's, saying it's we're defective, which I'm defective on it in other ways, but... <laughs> Emotionally. Emotionally. <laughs> um, no, that's... I mean, because, you know, there, there's physical defects, physiological defects. And I was like, are you comparing... So... Gay people to be like defective or something, and people with Down syndrome are not defective. Well, what's really That's interesting what is saying, that she literally compared the two, and I was like, mm, yeah. hmm, maybe. Well, do you remember when you got that testing done and it tested that you were high in testosterone? First of all, I don't understand how that machine works. <laughs> I don't. It's mind-boggling because I'm like, how does it pick up on that? Yeah, I think it uses acupressure points, mm. but I. But I'm I remember, let's let's give them a little bit of a background on this. Um, this is like, God, we're going down another rabbit hole, but my aunt is into, so she, what would you describe her as? Ayurveda, 
holism. People don't know what that is. So alternative medicine, you <laughs> okay. know, not traditional medicine, um, herbal, homeopathic, essential oils. Oh boy. Um, which I believe essential oils that are holistic, individualized healthcare is the future. I don't believe that essential oils can cure cancer or whatever nonsense no. they. But tell them proclaim. about the machine. So it's essentially a biofeedback machine, if I'm not mistaken, and it it uses these ultra-sensitive sensors to pick up on your acu or your uh, your feedback when introduced to different stimuli. Yeah, you sound so intelligent. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, I need to get out. <laughs> um, so yeah, so she was testing. I think our hormone levels or something. I guess so. And you registered high levels of testosterone. Mm-hmm. So, is that maybe why you feel that you you don't feel comfortable presenting femininely? You think... But the thing is, men with high testosterone can also feel like they want to present more feminine. Yeah, if there's an excess of... Um, like, for example, I think the reason I'm attracted to men is because I was washed with an excess of um, female sex hormones. Hmm. Okay. But that But could you're be... saying that's why you're attracted to men. Well, it all it all happened within the womb. I have always known I was gay. This isn't something that's developed you know, later in life. I mean, you can see pictures of me as a kid where I was very flamboyant as a kid. You remember? Mm, I used to put on your princess really. dresses and you didn't want to. Oh, yes. If I that, if that you know, tells you anything. Mm-hmm. So it's... But, like, you don't present... You present very straight, I think. I like if I saw I think, you out in public. I think there's a. I've been told that I have a uh, inflection in my voice that gives you have me a away. Vibe. I have a vibe, you and I'm not. Af- I'm not ashamed of it. Well, I, no, you shouldn't be. I think that sometimes I'm a little more careful with how I present myself, depending on the crowd. Like the other day, um, my boyfriend and I walked into a very local mountain store, and as soon as we walked in, we were bombarded with Trump memorabilia. Hanging everywhere. That's and scary. You like, should have run. Like fuck, did you? You didn't give them a, business. And a did fuck you? Biden flag. You know, it's it's. As soon as I walked in, I could feel myself kind of clam up, and recognize. Okay, you have to be very careful about how you present yourself, what you say. Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend, he was just going about like nothing was wrong, and we we bought apples and boiled peanuts. You bought hate apples from them. They're going to taste disgusting. You know that... I mean, Mom won't be able to taste it, but we will be able to know. Well, I don't know. I don't I don't think he... She's like, give me that Trump apple right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess he just doesn't maybe feel that way. Because when we walked back out, I, I happened to bring up the Trump memorabilia, and he was just like, oh, yeah, I noticed that. But it didn't seem to really bother him. Mm. So maybe he doesn't... Because he looks and acts very straight. Mm-hmm. So it's not something that... 
I guess he he feels like he has to like hide a certain part of himself right other than maybe um PDA mm-hmm. with me but neither of us are really into that yeah so anyway that was another venture off of our oh, main God. topic where are we but I mean I shared the majority of my the, you know prejudice toxicity in the workplace workplace I guess it's it's how you want to handle it it's honestly I'm not telling anybody if you're dealing with that then quit your job that's not what I'm saying everybody can deal with how they do Bryce dealt with it differently you held out for five fucking years at your job and boy I would have been long gone yeah and that's impressive I'm honestly (laughs) your ability to just kind of put that aside and just be like this Mm -hmm. is work I'm just gonna go and like do my best at my job and Mm -hmm. get my paycheck is impressive because I think as a four um Enneagram four I'm very like how would you describe I think I get too personal in the workplace and maybe that's just my own issue because mm-hmm. I think bec- I think I opened up to her because I have known her for 12 years if I had got hired by her the f- six months ago that I did or however long it's been I don't think I would have opened up yeah oh I yeah I wholeheartedly agree and but it, it hurts because it's almost like somebody that's been in your life for so long being like You'd think that they would have been, you would, they would have, because they would have known your story mm-hmm. and they would have had compassion or even empathy. Right. But and, what, and I've, what I've learned is you can't expect people to empathize because some people generally can't. They, they just lack that ability. Right. So, yes, we can fault them for not being able to understand something from our perspective, but it's just maybe something that they're incapable of understanding being able to do right my goodness that was like a very um that was therapeutic next episode can we go a lot lighter in the topic oh yeah next episode it's gonna be just you guys (laughs) he's leaving me next week to go to dc DC to learn about blah 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 something (laughs) i don't really care about (laughs) yeah it'll be fun and um so yeah i guess we'll catch up then this was i think this was good i think this has maybe helped you kind of process what happened today because i know at the time you were kind of acting reactively because you were kind of just well i was just defending myself yeah you're defending yourself yeah and it got to the point i was literally cry i i didn't want to cry in front of her because i know deep down that crying's not a sign of weakness but in that moment i felt like a very weak person for crying I just couldn't help it. I, I could not help the tears from just streaming down. Mm-hmm. And I got so worked up. And I told her, like, I deal with this at home and my for my own parents. And to also get it from you, it's just it's well, like then a it lot. Just, then it just feels as though every environment that you're in. I think I'm always feel... on guard. Yeah. Like, when yesterday when we were in the mountains and and we had to go to the restroom, I felt so uncomfortable walking into that bathroom. And I think I feel... Even though it was... It wasn't specifically women. It was for everyone, wasn't it? No, no. The the coffee shop? The one one? at the park. Oh, okay. Yeah. The women's bathroom. Mm -hmm. I just... I know I shouldn't worry about how other people react to me, but I can't help but feel uncomfortable that I make them uncomfortable. (laughs) And maybe that's my own, like... I don't know. Mm. It's just like... 
I think I'm always on guard mm -hmm. that I just want a space that I can just be myself and yeah. not have to worry about and debate why I think what I think. Yeah. And believe what I believe. And I think, I think there is progress being made. Um, obviously, it's a slower process in mm -hmm. in some places, you know, more than others, but... I think the key is to never stop the conversation. It's to always... So, <laughs> the recording cut out. Uh, we didn't realize, and we had finished the outro, but when we realized that uh, that it cut out, we just drove home, and, and Libby ran inside because she had to go to the bathroom, and I have to go as well, but I'll, I'll just quickly finish my thought. Um, you know, the conversation should never, never end. And, and I think we should always approach it in a loving and supportive and proactive manner. Because otherwise, how do we get other people to listen to us if, if, we're, if we're speaking in a, in a defensive, reactive way? Um, and I, we should always try to give the respect that we we hope to receive and um i hope that you know this resonates with someone who's dealt with similar experiences in their workplace i'm gonna assure you it won't always be bad um like i said i believe that progress is being made <clears throat> and uh yeah I'm, I'm sure we'll see it in our lifetimes so thank you for listening. This is our fourth episode. And we'll catch you in the next one. Bye.